0: This took me like 30 years to figure out. If you ask a disagreeable person what what he wants, say, or she wants, they'll tell you right away. They they know. It's like, this is what I want, and this is how I'm going to get it. But agreeable people, especially if they're really agreeable, are so agreeable that they often don't even know what they want. Because they're so accustomed to living for other people, and to finding out what other people want, and to trying to make them comfortable, and so forth, that it's harder for them to find... A sense of their own desires as they move through life say what you think tell the truth about what you think there's going to be things you think that you think are nasty and harsh and they probably are nasty and harsh but they're also probably true and you need to bring those up to the forefront and deliver the message and it's not straightforward at all because agreeable people do not like conflict not at all they smooth the water where conflict emerges. The problem with that is it's not a very good medium to long term strategy. Because lots, lots of times there are things you have to talk about because they're not going to go away. If you're harmless, you're not virtuous. You're just harmless. You're like a rabbit. A rabbit isn't virtuous. It just can't do anything except get eaten. It's not virtuous. If you're a monster and you don't act monstrously, then you're virtuous but you also have to be a monster. If you're going to negotiate for a raise or a or a status shift, you better have your resume at hand, all polished up, and know where else you're going to look for a job, and you better be able to get one. Because otherwise, you're just you're weak, and you will not win the negotiation. And if you're too agreeable, so you're conflict avoidant, you will make less money across time. That's already been well established. And that's because you don't have teeth, not enough, and so In the little micro contests that you're going to have every day, you're going to incrementally lose to people who are more aggressive, who have bigger teeth, and that's what happens. So don't let that happen. One of the things you have to be careful of, if you're agreeable, is not to be exploited, because you'll line up to be exploited. If you are not capable of cruelty, you are absolutely a victim to anyone who is. And so part of the reason that people go watch anti-heroes and villains is because there's a part of them crying out for the incorporation of the monster within them, which is what gives them strength of character and self-respect, because it's impossible to respect yourself until you grow teeth. And if you grow teeth, then you realize that you're somewhat dangerous, and, or maybe somewhat seriously dangerous, and then you might be more willing to demand that you treat yourself with respect and other people do the same thing. And so that doesn't mean that being cruel is better than not being cruel. What it means is that being able to be cruel and then not being cruel is better than not being able to be cruel. If you're competent at fighting that actually decreases the probability that you're going to have to fight because when someone pushes you you'll be able to respond with confidence which is very much equivalent to a show of dominance is going to be enough to make the bully back off. And so the strength that you develop in your monstrousness is actually the best guarantee of peace your being is limited and and flawed and and fragile Um, you're like the genie which is genius in the little tiny uh lamp you know this immense potential but constrained in this tiny little living space but the fact that you have limitations means that the plot of your life is the overcoming of those limitations and that if you didn't have limitations Well, there wouldn't be a plot, and maybe there would be no life. And so that's part of the reason why perhaps you have to accept the fact that you're flawed and insufficient and and live with it and consider it a precondition for being. It's a reasonable idea. But if you only know how to behave, you're just a domesticated house cat or a a lap dog. You have to push beyond the persona, and that's what the integration of the shadow does from the union perspective. It's like to pull that monster. That's being edited out of you, to pull that back in and to allow that to reveal itself within your increasingly sophisticated way of being, and then you're not just a persona. And one of the things I tell agreeable people, especially if they're conscientious, is say what you think. Tell the truth about what you think. There's going to be things you think that you think are nasty and harsh, and they probably are nasty and harsh, but they're also probably true. And you need to bring those up to the forefront and deliver the message. And it's not straightforward at all, because agreeable people do not like conflict. Not at all. They smooth the water. The problem with that is it's not a very good medium to long-term strategy, right? Because lots, lots of times there are things you have to talk about because they're not going to go away. And the advantage to having a well-socialized, disagreeable person is that they really don't let much get in their way. It's really useful to investigate the viewpoints of people who have opposing views to yours. Because they'll tell you things, not only will they tell you things you don't know, they'll also tell you how to see the world in ways that you don't see it. And they'll also have skills that you don't have, that you could develop. So for example, if you're an introverted person, it's very useful to watch an extroverted person because the extroverted person has ways of being in the social world that aren't natural to you, that you can use as, to improve your toolkit. And if you're disagreeable, one of the best things to do with disagreeable people, especially if that's alienating them from other people, for example, because it can get the person to do something for someone else once a day, just as a practice, and learn how to do it. Maybe you can wake the circuit up, you know, if you think that it's lying dormant in you, which is probably right. You know, I think we have a very wide range of propensities within us Some are switched on, but I think that if you put yourself in the right situation or walk yourself through the right exercises, you can switch some of these other things on as well. But it takes work and and dedication and discipline. You know, so if you're hyper extroverted, you should probably learn to shut up at parties now and then and listen just to see what's going on, to see if you can manage it. And if you're introverted, well, then you should learn how to speak in public and and to learn how to go to parties without hiding in the corner and saying nothing to anyone. No, and if you're agreeable, then you need to learn how to be disagreeable so people can't push you around. And if you're disagreeable, you, learn, you need to learn how to be agreeable. So, and the same thing applies even in the conscientious domain. It's like if you're too conscientious, you need to learn to relax and let go a little bit. But as a, as a basis for negotiation between adults, it's like, sorry, it's, it's insufficient. You have, to, you have to be a bit of a monster so that you can say no. And so a lot of what you do in in psychotherapy is treat people's anxiety and depression. That's a huge chunk of it. Help them straighten out the way they think. That's a huge chunk of it. But another chunk of it is, well, let's toughen you up. You know, let's put you in a position where you can bargain. Let's teach you how to assert yourself and stand up for yourself. And that's assertiveness training. And it's a huge chunk of psychotherapy. And you need to you need to learn it. It's like because part of how you regulate your interactions with other people is to negotiate. And you cannot negotiate unless you can say no, you can't do it. And it causes conflict to say no. And if you don't like conflict, which is basically the definition of being agreeable, then you can't tolerate the conflict. And so then you can't negotiate on your own behalf. And so then you keep losing and you're bullied and you know, it's it's not good. Then you get resentful and, and it's really not good. So you have to develop your inner monster a little bit. You don't make men safe by making them weak. In fact, they're much more dangerous when they're weak because they'll stab you in the back when they get the chance or take advantage of you when when they get the chance. You make men safe, let's say, by making them strong and then by making sure that they're disciplined. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only.